Welcome everyone to this week's Global <laughs> Intelligence Update. And as always, we've got some great guests with us. Coming in from New Zealand, Alex Donahue and Clint Gray. Welcome, guys. Hi. Hi, thank you. Great to be here. Awesome. Thank you, guys. So um, you've got the stage. All yours. Oh, wonderful. Hey, hi, everybody. I know some of you that are on the call and the ones that I don't know, I look forward to meeting you at some point. Um, so I'm Alex. I'm one of the owner directors at Attain. And at Attain, we are consultants who deliver. And essentially what that means is that we are a group of consultants who essentially use our intelligence. And there's a reason I'm using the word intelligence for this particular um, webinar. But essentially what we do is we use our human intelligence and then we get that supported by artificial, artificial intelligence, which is AI, which Clint is going to be talking to you about. But what we decided to do as an agency is we are about growing revenue. So we grow um, revenue through helping um, to grow the people within the company that we're working with. So we do anything from leadership training to culture development, sales training, coaching. But we also then will also advise on marketing, PR, um, overall business strategy to increase revenue. So we have a group of consultants that help with that. Um, and then what we do is we have the back-end engine that is the activations and implementation side of what we do. So it's really exciting. We love, love, love what we do. We've recently acquired a brand agency as well. So we now move into the B2B and the B2C area. What we recently did as a company is we pivoted when um, the rise of AI sort of reached its tipping point. So AI has been around for about 10 years, but it's reached a tipping point now where it's become very much a crucial part of business growth. And a lot of agencies here in New Zealand, and I would say globally, started freaking out <laughs> about AI, that it was going to take over the world and take over their jobs and everything. What we decided to do was that it's like kind of like the industrial era or the age of um, when the web came into play. All of these things are tools and tools and how we can grow and um, advance our businesses. So we went, you know what? We're not going to be an agency that gets scared of AI. We're going to be an agency that embraces it. So what we did is we went to work and we established a, a team internally of about 10 of our team members. Um, to be a working group that is constantly, daily, researching the best tools in the AI world to better enhance what we do for our clients. So everything that we're doing is looking at how we can increase revenue for our clients, how we can increase speed to market, how we can um, get better return on investment, everything like that. Um, and so we've actually implemented AI into all our creative processes, into our sales training processes, everything. So um, when Chris reached out and asked if we could do a webinar, I thought, well, you know what? AI is so incredibly topical right now. And um, I really do believe that Attain is on the leading edge as far as um, implementing AI tools. I am not the expert in this area. The person that you see on your screen, Clint Gray, is definitely an expert in this area. So Clint has got a, a background in um, advertising, and digital strategy. And I would say he's definitely be one of the best in this area of the world. And absolutely love working with Clint. 
Clint has just got the most incredible brain and he is amazing at building funnels that will get the right uh, return on investment for our clients. So I said to, to Clint, I kind of bribed him a little bit and said, hey, can you come on and do this um, webinar for us? I promise I'll do a really nice introduction for you. <laughs> so obviously he said yes, which is great. I'm going to hand it over to Clint. I'm going to come offline now because I have to take my oldest daughter to the airport who has been asked to do a dance performance in the USA, which is very exciting. Um, so she's traveling from New Zealand over to the USA tonight. So I'm going to be a good mum and drop her off at the airport and leave you with Clint. So over to you, Clint. <laughs> Excellent. Thanks so much for that, Alex's uh, very nice words. And so, um, yeah, I'll present now to live up to that. <laughs> All right. Well, have a good evening and uh, we'll catch you later. Okay. See ya. Okay, then. All right, guys. Well, yeah. Going to jump into it tonight. And so the topic for tonight is leveraging AI for better customer engagement. And so I thought we'd start off here. It's a bit of a, a thought starter. This is from Philippe Isola, and he's Associate Professor there at MIT. And this has some other context behind it, but I'll catch you up on that. He goes, I think we're in for a very interesting future of creative expression. To me, these tools do change things. Something is lost and something is gained. I really enjoyed making this, but feel the pain that certain parts of this creative process are no longer uniquely human. So that's really interesting. And it's got a number of uh, levels, depth of thinking in regards to what he's saying there because he was going through the creative process with one of the um, text to image generators. And he just, you know, the main key point here is something is lost and something is gained. And this, you know, we are gonna gain things from these tools that we're, we're using and talking about um, these processes tonight. And there's definitely something that gets lost as well. So we have to keep that in mind. And there's a number of ways you can approach AI and we're gonna keep this as a positive sentiment about how we can, do more with less as a, a kind of catch line that I want to communicate to everyone. So we'll jump on through. So we're just going to cover what is AI. So it's a good place to start. Why does it matter? And AI enhancing customer engagement. So understanding customer engagement. So we're just going to focus on customer engagement for a good part of this, and I'll be talking about the overall process as well and giving you a bit of a framework when you're looking at your business about uh, different things that you do and the value that AI could potentially bring to certain areas of your business. So customer engagement <clears throat> refers to the emotional connection and interaction between a business and its customers throughout their journey with the brand. And so the importance of customer engagement is that higher customer engagement leads to increased customer satisfaction, loyalty, advocacy, and ultimately long-term business success. And so, yes, we are talking about AI, and we're going to talk about how to maintain that emotional connection. And that's what we have to think about as we go through this process. Now, challenges in traditional customer engagement. So most of the tools out there are limited in personalization, um, inability to handle large volumes of customer data, and slow response times in customer support, difficulty in understanding customer preferences and behavior, and always hard to set up. When it comes to tech, it's always headaches and people trying to get things set up. So that's a major ob obstacle for getting things done. 
And so let's introduce an um, introduction to AI and customer engagement. So artificial intelligence is the simulation of human intelligence and machines, enabling them to perform tasks that typically require human intelligence. And so right now, um, AI is revolutionally revolutionizing customer engagement by providing businesses powerful tools to automate processes, gain insights, and deliver personalized experiences. So it's not taking away that uh, connection, that personalization. We're gonna see how we can build on it and enhance. And it's all about enhancing. Like we wanna do more with less, and we want to enhance this and make it a better experience for the customer. So AI can analyze vast amounts of customer data, such as purchase history, online behavior, and social um, interactions in real time. And so before this would have been done by um, a data analyst, and they try and look through every different platform and try and stitch them together somehow and get a picture of what's going on. But most businesses use only, only use a fraction of the data they actually get. But right now, there's different tools out there where you can use natural language, which means that you can actually talk to your data as, as natural as you would be thinking. You'd be like, hey, I wonder what was the best selling thing last month? And then the database will come back with it. And you know, HubSpot's doing a great job in this field. And just to name a couple, um, even Google Analytics, you can put some na natural language search queries um, there now that's been activated. So that's something to explore as well. And there's always a, a whole host of tools that you can use. And I'm just gonna name a couple to move on. Now, insights of personalization. By understanding customer preferences and behavior, AI empowers businesses to deliver relevant and timely offers, content and recommendations and improve personalization over time. So what happens with that AI? It actually learns. So you give it all these data points and it will try and do a better job over time by looking at things and they start looking at personal interactions or different um, social media platforms that you integrate with and it can pick up your sentiment, picks up the things that you like and you can even serve up different ads based on what moves you emotionally because there's tools out there that can actually capture your facial expressions as well in response to advertising and they will go okay that person reacts well to that and then another person with a different profile will get served up different ads as well and you can also um, do that with email marketing with the type of offers they're going to be sending out it could be very specific to those people and it takes things much deeper than what can be currently done with non-ai um, customer interactions and personalization so AI enables businesses to create that personalized experience at scale. So scale is the key here, making customers feel valued and understood. And it's kind of like you're trying to continue a conversation on with every single person that's unique to them. And that's what it can now do instead of talking to the masses. And here's some, I've got a whole list of um, AI, like examples of AI powered personalization, just so you can think about ways you're probably interacting with it already that you didn't even realize, and then think of other ways where it can apply. And just so I just want to simulate, plant some seeds there. <clears throat> so personalized product recommendations on e-commerce platforms. So when you're inter interacting with these different e-com platforms, just have that question, oh, I wonder how they're doing that. Oh, that's fascinating how they did that. And think about that with all different interactions you have. And AI-driven email marketing campaigns based on customer preferences and interests. So customer preferences is the new thing in this and, and the interest because it's pulling those in. And, you know, it's amazing the amount of data points you can get. When you start integrating with the likes of Google, 
you'd be quite scared at how many data points they have on every person. And they are absolutely utilizing AI on those advertising platforms. Like if you feed those machines the right information, it can really produce some really good results with you when it starts leveraging AI. But it's the old adage, garbage in, garbage out. So you've got to have the right tracking codes in place, be able to capture that data, feed the machine, and allow the machine um, to make those improvements like it learns and improves over time. And then platforms like Netflix and Amazon Prime, Video, Spotify, they all use AI algorithms to analyze user behavior, uh, viewing history and preferences to recommend personalized content. And they use very big um, uh, enterprise level um, software and, and solutions for these. And they may have them in-house, you know, built custom for them. But it's, it's you know the very expensive operations they got. And if they started this process a long time ago, with the kind of technology we have now, um, it's not as if they should have waited, but they can do things in a fraction of the time and get those really powerful results. That would have taken them a very long time, a lot of hours in, in the past, and that would be only as short as a year ago. And news websites and content platforms like Google News and Flipboard, they all use AI algorithms to um, tailor news articles, blog posts, and content based on the user's interests, reading habits, and location. And then, Email is just so powerful still today. I, it gets me every time. I'm always checking my emails, and you know the stats are still very supportive that it's one of the best platforms you can use. But unfortunately, it has been quite difficult for people to set up and nurture sequences that get attention. And now with the power of AI, we can all be master copywriters and be able to improve that customer experience on those levels when you know the types of questions you want to ask it, um, known as prompting. And to build on those on the on the outputs you get, rather than taking the first one, um, you have to work on its iterative process. And so, yeah, obviously, customers are going to feel very valued because everything's personalised for them. You're, like I said before, you're carrying on that conversation with them. And then, fashion retailers like ASOS and Stitch Fix. If you go onto those websites, you can have a look for yourself because it uses AI-powered virtual stylists to provide personalised outfit recommendations. Anyone that gets glasses, you can see you can do virtual try-ons and various things like that. So they're coming a long, long way. Um, yeah, it's quite. they do ask a number of, quite a lot of questions at the start to get the information for you. So it has the right output. So it's quite fascinating. It keeps showing you different types of clothing and it's kind of like, yes, I, don't, I do like that collection. I don't like that collection. And it builds up a, a very strong profile on you. So AI-powered customer support. So, Everyone's heard about chatbots, and now there's AI chatbots with virtual assistants. And so AI-powered chatbots with virtual assistants can provide instant and consistent support. And you know, there's obviously the beauty of that, it's 24-7. Now AUT have uh, had a project in works for quite some time where they have tier one support, which is the bottom level, like if someone's asking something like, um, you know, like jumping on Messenger, or ringing them up and going, where's the library, or where do I park, and things like that. So these are all these questions that can be answered very easily without human interaction. And so they found that they were getting a lot of, you know, um, inquiries at that tier one, and that was taking up a lot of their man hours of, of their customer support team. And I think they have a score of a tier one to tier five, and so they wanted to hit a, a certain percentage. I'm not exactly sure what percentage that was for tier one support. But they have improved that significantly um, with chatbots and working with a team to learn everything about them, learn about the language, because a big difficulty they had was using multiple languages as well and being very sensitive in those areas. So it was a, 
I believe quite, I don't know the number, but I know it would be a very, very expensive process that they've gone through. But um, yeah, they're having a lot of success on that front, freeing up time and allowing people to respond to the high value inquiries when people are really, really need to talk to an expert or get advice on particular courses. Then you've got um, fitness apps, well, wearables like Fitbit, my, my um, fitness pal. They all use AI and can produce personalized workout plans, which is just fantastic. <coughs> then financial institutions are leveraging AI to offer personalized investment advice, loan recommendations and financial planning based on, on your goals. So you start to see these popping up everywhere in your life when you're interacting with different businesses out there. And this is fascinating with personalized gaming experience with video game companies use AI to personalize gaming experience by adjusting difficulty levels, providing tailored in-game suggestions and matching players with opponents of similar skill levels. Social media personalization. So social media platforms like Facebook and TikTok and Instagram use AI to show personalized content on their feeds including posts from friends and the pages they interact with. And then if anyone jumps on TikTok, you'll, you don't even have to be on there long. And it's really interesting to see what it thinks you are, who it thinks you are, and the kind of data points it has on you. I'm not sure if they get them all from TikTok, but they seem to be able to learn about you very quickly and uh, serving up different videos and, and um, content on your feed. Now, Customers appreciate quick response to their queries and leading to improved satisfaction and loyalty. So that's really, <clears throat> when we're talking about customer loyalty, that's where we want to be. This is the name of the game. And just another topic, and I'm, this is, can be a deep topic in itself, it's about ethics. So adopting ethical AI, AI practices, ensuring fairness and accountability. And AI positioning. And there's always talk about whether you want AI to pretend to be human versus saying that you're coming out and saying we use um, AI as part of our process. And so some people try and build chatbots that actually make out they're a human. So it's up to a company of how you want to communicate that with the market. And then there's many ways to view AI. So you can take the positive stance, which we're doing here in this presentation. And obviously there's a whole other side um, and it can be quite negative about how it is going to influence life as we know it on this planet. But I like to see it as an opportunity right now, and that's why I want to present this to you tonight, about how you can do more with less or do better with less and enhance what you're doing when it comes to the digital space. And here's a framework to look at. So if you've got business owners out there, your business comprises of these elements here especially when it comes to marketing. But as a business as a whole, you've got planning. So you've got to plan out what you do as a core pillar on your framework. And then you've got production, you know, information that you produce, you're producing a content or advertising or whatever that may be, promotion. So that's where your advertising comes in. How do you promote that um, content that you're producing? How to put personalization into your business? And then obviously performance. You look at how you're performing on those levels. And, all of these things working together to formulate complete picture. And then as you're looking at that framework, you're looking at how does that apply when, it, when you think about how can AI work in your business? Because you're going to fit into one of those five Ps. And then along with those five Ps, you'll have a core area that sits under there. 
and these core areas of customer service and experience or generating content or communications, both internal, external and PR, and SEO, sales, social media, e-commerce, analytics, and advertising. So I'll keep going and I'll, I'll let you know how that kind of looks as you apply that to your business. So where, where can you start using AI in your business? So that's what I want you to be thinking about. So you've got to think in terms of impact. So what's going to have the biggest impact on your business? And where is somewhere you've actually got a strategic advantage already in the business? Something that's working now, something that's new, not something that's old and that used to work. Like where is that strategic advantage in your business? Because if you can magnify that using AI, that's where you really want to put your initial focus on. And that's where you'll get explosive growth. And the question is how much money, time and effort is needed to both to do tasks that you currently do and, and then you've got to trade that off and compare that to what it would take with AI. And then you look at tasks. So when you look evaluating the tasks that you do in your business based on those five Ps and based on those different categories, you're going to say, is this task, for example, it might be writing a blog. You say, is it data driven? Is it repetitive? Is it making a prediction? So if you've got those three elements, that's where AI really thrives. So how can you use AI to your advantage? So as I mentioned earlier, you want what is your strategic advantage? You know, what, what was working versus what is working now? So you want to know what in your business are you really good at that you really want to magnify and leverage. And then you want to have a strategic plan that identifies the shortest path from where you currently are to where you want to be. And then you have to make a decision, you know, to take action and test things out. So that could be like deciding on a tool. Like if you evaluate the different tasks in your business and you see you can, you know, um, say for example, writing, might be writing emails for a client. You might say that, that takes five hours a month to do um, certain, just say three emails and set them up. If you spent five hours on that, and if your internal price is $100 an hour for that, so that's $500. And if you had, you know, 10 clients, so that's $5,000. And then you have to evaluate that, evaluate that against a, a um, AI as some type of tool you might start implementing your business. So you go see what the cost is, what you currently have, your current setup, what software you're using, and how valuable is that to your business, and does it have any strategic advantage? And then you look at AI and say, how much is that tool? How long are you willing to test out that tool for? What is your process in place? Who is actually going to learn the tool and see if that is going to give you, you know, magnify your advantage, and make you more competitive in the market. And then map out processes, and as I was just talking about there, so you're looking at what time is required in the existing tech and the monthly cost, and really how valuable that is to your business. If you had a magic wand, what would you wish you could have? Because with AI now, you can really um, have that in your business. And the key here is experiment, learn, and then adapt. So where we started out, three questions to close this out would be, what will be lost, what will be gained, and when? So what will be lost? So if you're looking at automating certain parts of your business, you'd say, what will you lose? And you want the gain, obviously, to be greater than the loss. And it could be an employee, for example, if you're doing graphics. Um, graphics is a classic one. 
because there are so many amazing tools out there and I'll mention Midjourney and there's another one called Leonardo that I'm, I really love as well. So you'd say by having this tool, what will you lose? And yeah, you might lose a, an employee who used to do that. And what be gained? A lot more efficiency, a lot more creativity. Um, you know, you can if you can think it, you can create it. I mean, there's so many advantages that you can have with AI image tools. And when can you have it? And that's immediate. There is a learning process to any of these tools, but you have to see, you know, decide which tool you're going to use, what are you going to learn, and then move forward with that. But as a business owner, you don't have to be an expert in every tool. You just have to know enough about what can give you a strategic advantage in order to show someone else the way and, and to get someone excited about it. Because that's what I've done at Attain, um, the growth platforms manager. And my task is to find shiny objects out there, which I've got no problem finding, and, and thinking in terms of how can we do more with, with less? And how can we make our jobs easier and more efficient? We get to spend a lot of our time on creativity and do all the fun things and get rid of the things we don't enjoy. So AI presents a tremendous opportunity to enhance customer engagement. And so my, what I really want you to take away is go out and explore the, explore the different AI solutions and consider how they can be integrated into your customer engagement strategies to drive business growth and satisfaction. So that's it for now. If we can take some of our Q&A, so I'm sure there's going to be another areas that we go into. And um, you can ask me things about specific tools or various things like that. But I just wanted to give you an overlay and hope you find that uh, useful to give you that framework, especially when you're looking at it through the lens of the five Ps and looking at the different areas in your business and then start mapping out um, which areas you're going to find most value to start looking for tools to automate and help different processes in your business. Awesome. Thanks, Clint. Um, I've actually got a message here from Christine that says, thank you so much. You have given me much to think about. Although I'm very negative towards AI, this presentation has opened my eye to, a more, to the more positive aspects and how it can help my business. Yeah. Yeah, thank, yeah, thanks for that comment because like I said, I mean, it's, it's, in life you can have the glasses half full or, or half empty, right? And so it just depends how you look at it. And I know some people are naturally programmed to look, look at the world a certain way. I'm definitely a, a um, glass, glass is half full type person. So that's where I tend to have my focus. And if I was programmed a different way, you know, it's difficult, you know, to put myself in the shoes. My son, is, um, his glass is half full. So um, it's, oh, sorry, <laughs> half empty. So it's, I don't really understand how he sees the world. So if you are that type of person, I know it can be a little bit difficult seeing it, but hopefully with um, other people that share the same uh, view that I have, it's really, really exciting because I just come into work. I love what I do. I mean, if I wasn't going to work, I'd be doing the same thing anyway, looking at shiny objects and seeing how to apply it to my life. And Because it's a, that question of if you think it, you can create it. That's fantastic. There's so many limitations before, there's, and there's so many blank canvases out there now, and you can jump. Anyone can jump on the journey and, and have fun. You know, anyone can create a song now, and you can start creating videos and little movies and anything that you really enjoy. So I just encourage you to like be a kid in a candy store, go out there and play with things. A lot of things have free trials, so that's fantastic. And there's some tools out there that are mega expensive, enterprise level, but there's always a SaaS solution somewhere. 
and they're, they're changing like literally by the day. So if you want to see what kind of tools are out there for things that you want to explore, a website called futuretools.io is a fantastic website. And you can just plug anything in there. And that's from a guy called Matt Wolf. And Matt Wolf is an amazing guy to follow on um, YouTube. He's got great videos and he's always looking into the new tech and various things. So you can subscribe to Future Tools as well, I believe. Uh, he's got a newsletter that condenses all the stuff. He goes through many, many different um, AI publications. So just giving him a bit of a plug because he he's does a great job at that. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks for sharing, Clint. Uh, I'll definitely, I'm going to check out the future tools. Uh, I uh, didn't know about that website. Yep. Um, is there any specific programs or AI programs that um, you would recommend besides those that you've just mentioned? Yeah, absolutely. So it's really fascinating. Um, I don't know how many people are technical out there, but I, I love getting into it. I'm, I wouldn't, I'm not a programmer, but basically now with tools, you can be a programmer. Like you, you can actually create your own Chrome extensions, which is quite pretty crazy by just asking questions. Because what's happening with tools is they are called natural. You can use natural language, which means you can ask them questions like you'd be normally speaking, which is really crazy. Now, there's a lot of the time you don't just use one tool. It's normally a combination of different tools. And so it can get quite technical, the process, but that's where you really find your value. Because if someone said, oh, you got this tool, you just push one button, you typed in one thing and you got that result, that's amazing, but that's not how it works. So you have to refine your craft. And so, for example, I may go to ChatGPT and I'll write a script. So I'd suggest anyone using ChatGPT for a start. In even the paid version is $20. Like ChatGPT4 does actually give you um, much better output. And the plugins on, on ChatGPT are absolutely amazing because you can integrate those for different things. You can put links in there or videos and summarization. I mean, it's endless. So that's fascinating in its own. So ChatGPT is a must have in the toolkit. For imagery, Midjourney you can go and play with, but there is a bit of a, the, the issue there is you have to open up a Discord account and then you have to um, go through Midjourney in a browser and then you subscribe to it and open up in the channel and get your free channel. So, but there are YouTube videos that will show you this. So don't be scared of these things. Just the fact that it's in Discord could seem a bit unusual when for people are first uh, get into the space. Um, there's a number of different um, imagery tools out there, text image tools. So if you do go to futuretools.io, they'll have ones that are updated all the time and just type in text to image if you want. Now, you, so you've got your, your copywriting, you can do that on um, ChatGPT. You've got Jasper, it used to be called Java. So Jasper is another one. So a lot of companies are building software <coughs> solutions that integrate with say the likes of ChatGPT. And what they do, they have prompts on their platform. So they may have all the prompts in a framework behind the scenes. So where you literally only have to plug in a bit of content. They might say, um, uh, what product do you want to write about? And there'll be a field there. So you put your answer in there. But behind the scenes, they've got a big template that's going, if they answer this, then do this, and then do that. So there's a lot of stuff that goes in behind. So you have to subscribe to Jasper to get the benefits of that. But if you understand how to communicate with the with um, the results, you can easily go into ChatGPT and master your skill sets over there and start interacting with it. And so that, that's really interesting in itself because people, as a marketer, 
my thought process is very different now. The way I interact with tools and my how I approach um, different projects and things that I have. Because now my thought is, I'm going to go to ChatGPT, I'm going to get some ideas. And the way you kind of discover information is different from getting a piece of paper and, you know, writing out copywriting to see what comes out the other side. Like I'll say, you know, what are some, you go through a mental process of exactly what you do through marketing to understand what are the biggest fears people have, what are the biggest problems they face, what kind of language they use, what what really gets them down, and really try and dig into that. And if you don't get the right answers, you come at it again. And, um, you know, you can say, what are some headlines or give me 20 headline examples. And my mind is working through a sales letter at that stage. And you can even ask it about frameworks. Like if you, for any copywriters out there, there's a past framework, the problem agitate solution. So you can even say to it, you know, uh, you're a top um, direct response copywriter. You could name one like John Carlton or Gary, Gary Halbert. And you, I want you to write a, a sales letter in the format of pass and then the topic is this, and then da da da. So, and then you can bring in your data that you got from before with your pain points and various things. So, it's you just having a conversation. You can't get it wrong. It's just like getting the play field. Just get in there and play. So that's great for copywriting. And so you got the images. And so for video, um, there are some text to video ones out there. Kyber's interesting to play with. Um, there's uh, Runway ML is definitely a great tool. Um, and just talking about tools in general, Canva is actually really good. I mean, that's why they're a multi-billion dollar company. So they're coming out with plugins, or they call them apps, that you can do. So if you put an image in there, you can just click on the apps, and they've got new ones. They've got Magic Edit, and you can like you could get the brush and you highlight my arm and turn it to a French fry just in the picture. So a lot of things you could do. Um, within it is amazing. Even in the free version, I believe you can do that stuff too. And you can create videos um, in Canva, but they haven't got text to video yet, but I'm sure it will be coming. And so you'll notice that as you log into different tools, they'll start having, do you want to use AI? Things like that. And even Wix has a thing that builds out websites now. <clears throat> so a lot of the time what will happen is you've got to integrate that with say the likes of ChatGPT with you'd have to have a paid account over there and it uses an API connection and it starts charging you um, based on tokens for those and it's it's very inexpensive like if you did use Jasper as a tool alone for the amount of what you pay for it for the output you get in text if you were to pay for it directly with the API tokens just using ChatGPT or buying them at wholesale it's actually way way cheaper but you're paying for you know, that um, framework that they've provided for you with the team that's behind that. So, you know, <clears throat> depends where you want to focus your skills. And if you're looking about this from a, you know, business owner perspective, you know, you want to train people up, it's, you want to give them some basic copywriting skills, but you could, who can you ask to give you basic copywriting skills? Chat GBT. You know, I, I'm fascinated about copywriting. Please tell me what are three things I should know about this or what's a thing I need to practice today to be a better. So you can use it as a personal trainer in any level that you want. You can even go to ChatGPT and say, I need a, um, I'm doing the keto diet. I want a seven day meal plan for this and it will, it will do it for you. You'll be amazed right in front of your eyes what comes out. And then you can even just say, turn it into a table and it'll turn it into a table for you and you've got your printout. And then you go start in a fitness program. This is my goal. 
can you please give me some ideas for our fitness plans? That's very cool. Yep. Uh, so I've you got just... a message if yeah, sorry, yep. yep, go ahead. But, um, I just want to say we've got a message here from Steve that says, thanks for the insight, Clint. Uh, Concur AI is fantastic as a tool, but definitely <laughs> takes experimentation. And he asks, which AI tools do you use on a, a daily basis? So on a daily basis, 100% ChatGPT, um, big fan. We used to be all in on Jasper, and we are no longer with Jasper. But like I said before, <clears throat> The frameworks in that and Jasper are fantastic. You've got Copy AI is another one as well, or you've got Copy Pro.ai is another one. So there's a number of these tools. I think it's Write.ai, maybe another one. So ChatGPT is a big one. Um, I use Kyber. I use Leonardo now. Um, used to be a big fan of Midjourney. Still think it's fantastic, but I really like uh, Leonardo. Um, Clipdrop's another one for images. Canvas, another one with images. I love that. And then um, Studio DID is another one for creating talking heads. Uh, voice cloning, I like using um, Eleven Labs. Um, for video editing and scripts, I love uh, Descript. And Descript is actually coming out with some really powerful um, solutions that they're going to be uh, implementing to their platform. So, yeah, those, those would be the main tools that I use. At the moment, I'm discovering ones all the time, but I'm just trying to find what's the best use and whether you want to put the effort to master. And Midjourney is definitely a good place you want to spend some time um, mastering how to communicate with that. But with Leonardo, which runs on Stable Diffusion, which is a different platform, you don't actually have to put as many words in the prompt and get great outputs from that. So that's definitely a benefit. Half uh, of video awesome. editing. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, so video editing itself, if you got if you want it for social media to do snippets, so if you've got a, something like this, you've got a webinar presentation and you just want to chop up some um, snippets for that, you've got the likes of uh, Latte Social. They've all got something different. So you've got Latte Social, Opus Pro is a good one. And yeah, those are the two I'd recommend for that. Um, if you're wanting text to video creation where it pulls in, gives you, you're able to just put a script into a um, platform and then on the storyline it brings in different uh, stock images and videos, you can use the likes of Pictory, which is um, P-I-C-T-O-R-Y, I believe, and there's another one called InVideo. So they're all, uh, they've always got a feature or two that's different, but as far as if you want to automatically chop up some, some long content and short content, you'd be very surprised how amazing tools like Opus and um, Latte Social are. And they can be posted on social media. And they've got um, caption overlays as well. And they capture really good parts of the text. You can actually type in what element of the video if it missed something that you want to find. Or if there was a specific thing you want to cut around and get a segment of a snippet, you would put in that keyword and it'll find it for you. And you can change the lengths of the video as well. So if you want short snippets or long ones. Um, yeah, intellectual property, I see that one popping up. There's always court cases. I don't really follow those because I don't have enough time to do it because that's going to be in the works for a very, very long time. Um, even look at what's happening with the um, movie script writers and that that's happening in America at the moment. You know, a lot of them can potentially be replaced with AI. Um, 
yeah, it's going to be interesting. And when you're writing, and because you can ask ChatGPT to write um, a sales letter in the tone of a specific copywriter. So it's gone out and learnt, you know, where David Ogilvy or some of these great writers are, they'll collate all their content and then they'll start writing in that, in that pattern. And with music, you know, you can do the same thing. So, yeah, it's, it's, I think that's going to be a long drawn out process and it's going to be difficult to protect IP in, in that respect for now anyway, until, I don't know if NFTs and things like that will raise its head in that kind of area and, and allow you to protect it in some way. But I think that would be the thing that would, would do it. But they've, they've been talking about that for a very long time. Um, and haven't been able to, you know, solve that one yet, I think, on a mass scale. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Thanks, Clint. If there's any other yep. questions, um, please just drop them in the chat box or unmute yourself. More than welcome. Yeah, yeah, if any of you are thinking of, you know, what does AI do differently when it comes in terms of like emails or email automation and, and what can AI do beyond what currently gets done? You know, a lot of these tools can actually, they can detect trends now and they can get valuable insights and they get um, uh, sentiment analysis. They can do all this kind of analysis just so quickly and give you absolute, you know, um, very deep insights. And so that's where a lot of the value is coming from. And a lot of these platforms are going to be building towards that. Um, so, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's really exciting time. And, yeah, what I, what I say is what you want to do is do that exercise. Look at your business. Look at the five Ps as the main categories. Put down the different areas of your business that you want to analyze. If it's email marketing, find out a task, all the different tasks that are being done how much time they're taking, how much, you know, what software you're currently using. And then, so you can get really clear on what that costs to your business. And are there any elements that you can improve? So if you're writing emails and you find that three people can only service 10 clients, maybe using AI as, you know, you, there can be thought stars and leverage a lot. Because when you're, when you're writing, it can get really tiring. They may be able to now serve that, that part of three, 30 clients now by utilizing AI tools, but still having more enjoyment out of their jobs because they're producing a, a lot better, more quality. It could be even higher quality in the end. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing, Cliff. Looks like um, there's no more questions. Just want to say thank you for joining us this week. Really appreciate it. A very interesting topic, AI as always. And um, I think we'll all be having a look at the development in the future of AI. Oh, Chris, could yeah. I just mention just one tool yeah. that we're using about, because we use, yeah, so at Attain, we actually um, use a tool called Robotic Marketer, which we actually use to um, do complete strategies when we bring on new clients. And the big point of that one is that we actually utilize human input at the start. We have about a two-hour workshop with a client to find out everything about their business. And then once you've done that, then we use a tool to kind of um, bring in a lot of data. It's got a lot of data pools and we output about a 50 page document and then we have a 12 month implementation plan. And so before that used to take us weeks and weeks to produce 
and many, many man hours on doing all the research for that. And now we can produce it in a much shorter period of time. And, you know, the um, the implement implementation plan with budgets is, you know, is 90% spot on. It's very amazing. It's amazing. So that is something that we've brought to the um, market that we think is really valuable for our clients in order to get them moving forward. Um, oh, cool. Just saw a comment pop up about voice cloning, I think. Okay. Yeah. Have you done any work on voice cloning and the IP license? Yeah, it's interesting. There is one, I think it's called voice.ai. And you can upload your own voice and it does a voice switching where you can put it into Biden or Trump or various other things like that. So I'm not sure how these um, platforms get away with it, but that's worth playing with, voice.ai. Um, I have used voice cloning once, like with Eleven Labs. I think it's Eleven Labs. If you upload a minimum of ten minutes of someone, in order to clone that, so you have a have a, it's kind of a seed database. But when you go to clone that voice, it says that the person with the voice must say it. But if you clone their voice somewhere else, you'd be able to say, yeah, I I am Bill or whoever the person is, and I and you can use my voice. Whatever the text it says, you have to say. So um, yeah. So it's going to be interesting in that respect. Um, there are you have to play around with a bit, and if you've got a funny accent, it does have a bit of trouble with Kiwi accents and things like that. But they're <laughs> definitely um, improving dramatically. And South African, I'm sure, would have some trouble with as well. You know, we don't see those in the databases to choose from. Um, yeah, but they are they're, they're worth playing around with. And there's so many different. Um, I'm trying out a lot of different uh, cloning voice cloning tools. So I just love making cool ideas where you can create a rap song and chat GPT and then create talking head on um, Studio DID and then do the voice cloning. So I'm going to be doing one for a couple of people at work. So um, that'll be exciting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You wouldn't believe what they oh, say. <laughs> they don't even know they said it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's quite cool. Awesome. Yeah. So thank you everyone for joining us this week and uh, thank you, Clint. We really appreciate it. Hope you guys have a great week ahead and we'll see you again next week. Excellent. Thank you. Thanks, Clint. Excellent yeah, no session. Worries. Okay, then. See you later. Bye. Bye.